0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Small Council. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about uh, speculations and wish-listing for just uh, things in general that we would like to see. Uh, so tonight's going to be more of a, you know, less structured. We're going to just kind of go around the table and discuss things that we hope to kind of see in, you know, the coming months or, you know, maybe in the coming year. Uh Maybe units that we'd like, uh, you know, changed in some way. And again, this is this isn't really a complaining episode at all. It's just kind of you know something we'd like to see on a personal level, and uh, whether or not you know strong feelings about you know something coming out or uh, being changed or whatnot. It's it's more just kind of a, a laid back uh, talk about you know just kind of what we'd like to see. So. Before I get into it, uh, tonight, you know, we have with us a very special guest. Uh, We have on Ben from Singapore. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Hey guys, hi, it's Ben from Blitz Minis. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I I listen to you at work every day because it's actually uh, every week because it's like 9 in the morning here.
0: Nice. Yeah, which is funny because I work third shift, so I think I'm actually up, like, almost the exact hours that you're up.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) um,
0: but, yeah, uh, rundown of the show, as always, for anyone who's uh, tuning in for the first time is we do this show live so that you guys can call in and kind of give us your feedback or, you know, even maybe ask us a question, whether or not it be, you know, something from past shows or just, you know, anything. So there should be a phone uh, number listed on the link if you've clicked it and you're listening to this live. And if so, feel free to uh, call in and, you know, we'll get as many callers on tonight, especially because it is less structured and we really, you know, we're just kind of talking about uh, what we'd like to see and we definitely would like to hear what you guys uh, would like to see and, or maybe something that you'd like changed. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll start off um I guess I could start us off of what I would like to see, especially since uh Jose's not on not gonna be on tonight. Uh, I'll kinda throw this one in there for me and him uh me and him super excited and cannot wait for Dorn in particular. I want the Red Viper so badly, like once they come out, they're gonna be probably all I play for a long time, and every single list I build will have the Red Viper in it, whether or not he's a commander or an attachment, I will refuse to build a list unless he's in there even if he is complete trash I just, he's my absolute favorite character from the show um, and yeah, so that's definitely what I'm looking forward to seeing What about you guys? Anyone in particular uh, looking forward to either of those two things? Dorne or and or Red Viper?
3: I know Jose is really looking forward to uh, Dorne. That's like his jam. Uh, I would definitely like to see him. And I guess on that topic, uh, I wonder what they're going to be kind of based around. Cause you kind of see like a theme to a lot of stuff. Brathians with their heavy armor and hammers and stuff. Um pretty sure it's uh common knowledge, but I'm pretty sure Dorne will be a lot of a uh, spear based with shield infantry, uh, like smaller shields and stuff like that. Uh, that's my guess. And like maybe a fair amount of skirmishers like mounted archers and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, very Middle Eastern Persian vibes, right? Exactly, yep, yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, super picky, uh, to be totally honest. I'm just, you know, it kind of goes Red Viper, than Dorn and that's just because Red Viper is, like, attached to Dorne. Uh, so, if it wasn't for Red Viper, I probably wouldn't be as excited for Dorne. Um, so the two just kind of, like, connect in that way for me. So I'm not, like, super picky on what I'm expecting. Like, I don't have, like, high, I guess, uh, I wouldn't say expectations, but uh, I, would, I wouldn't be very picky on what they decide to do with them, uh, as long as, obviously, they're not, like, completely out there and nothing like what they're described in the books. Then that that'd be a little weird, but... Um. yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what they do, especially because in the books, you know, this was a debate of uh, whether or not they would ever even do Dorne. Um, but I can't see how they wouldn't, even if they don't play a major impact of the War of the Five Kings uh, or almost any impact at all, if I recall correctly, uh, but I still can't see them just ignoring them outright.
3: I don't think they'll uh, be ignored. I, like- I think they... Oh, sorry.
0: No, go Good. ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I
3: don't think they'll be ignored by any means, but I don't think we'll see them. I don't want to say not soon, but they're not going to be one of the immediate factions that we're going to see. I would, I mean, House Aaron's not very uh, useful in the War of the Five Kings either, but I would venture that we'll see them first. But I think a lot of people want Dorn, so maybe Seamon will um, give that before Aaron because. I feel like house Aaron's not going to be a whole lot different from other things we know, but they could be, I don't know. Maybe.
0: Yeah. I see them. I don't know if I were to make like a prediction of like when we would see Doran, I would say, I don't know, roughly a year from now. Cause you still have Greyjoy that hasn't even been released yet, or like officially like leaked yet. Um, as far as like, you know, the outside of like the convention, um, and you know we don't even have like a, a tangible time for when we should expect their starter. So I would say uh, a year is a good, uh, in my opinion, a good guess on when we'd see Dorn. Um, I'd like to see him sooner rather than later, but obviously I understand why you know they're kind of on the back burner of all the different uh, factions. What be you, Brett? Uh What do you think? But Dorn. Uh, I'm I'm indifferent on
2: all of this. Um, for I know that you guys know, and for anybody that doesn't know, I am such a terrible person because I have neither watched the show in its entirety, uh, <laughs> nor have I read any of the books. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty terrible
0: with this section of the conversation. So,
1: <laughs> burn this guy! So anyone- burn this guy at the stake! <laughs>
0: Anyone that knows, the reason Brett has done this on purpose. He has not watched the show and or read the books on purpose. So that way when he crushes your face in, you will be extra mad because someone who has no idea what the models even represent is crushing you. (laughs) It's all part of his plan.
2: It actually is part of the plan. That is part of the plan. That way I (laughs) I, I was able to play stupid when I picked up the Lannisters, and they were like, oh, Brett's going to play the bad guys again. I was like, what? These are the bad guys? No. So, yeah, <laughs> that was actually the plan completely. I have no attachment to the fluff, so I can just, you know, actually really what it is is I'm so gamey that since I have no attachment to the fluff, I just bring what's good. See? and I, It doesn't make me feel guilty at all. Like, oh, I don't bring this guy because I really like that guy. I don't know who he is. It, it, if he's good, I bring him. It makes it much more simple. I'm just kidding, of course. I'm I'm watching the show. I think I'm in, like, season two. It's really interesting. I do plan to go back and read the books, but uh, I, in all honesty, I did just pick up the game and play it because of the game mechanics, and uh, I just liked the game itself. It had nothing to do with the fluff.
0: I'm guessing now that you've been watching through the show a little bit, you've been inspired to paint a lot more nude models, right? Yeah, well, I mean, so
2: far what I've seen on the show just reinforces <laughs> my love for Tyrion, so I feel like it was just a really good choice that I blindly picked and just really like that little dude in the show, but on the same side of the uh, of that coin, I used to hate the Starks because, you know, they would give me fits playing them, but uh, as far as the show, I actually really, really like uh, Eddard, Grob, uh, Catelyn, and, you know, pretty much all of the Starks, all of the good guys, I like them and imagine such a thing. So it makes me feel a little bit guilty about what I did to Starks at Gen Con. It's no, actually uh, pretty
0: Oh, uh, you... go ahead, Chris.
4: I was going to say it's actually pretty funny that Brett picked it up based off just the mechanics alone. Because my one buddy, he pretty much despised the IP – So when I got all the Kickstarter stuff for this, I really wanted to play it. I'm like, dude, I know you hate this stuff, but can we at least just test this out and run through it? He's like, yeah, sure, why not? And by the end of that night, when he went home, he had like half my Lannister stuff with him. So it was definitely the the game and mechanics that sold him on the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, that just kind of goes to show that, uh, you know, the love for this game, you know, you can do it without the IP or you could do it just with the IP. I know there's some people who aren't, like, super into the whole, like, tray, you know, like the, uh, not necessarily, like, just trays in general, but just these type of trays, but they still play it because they love the IP and the models and uh, just CMON. But, uh, you know, there's just kind of everyone from all the different... uh, you know areas of you know gaming but uh i was going to ask ben uh so what do you think before we move on to maybe another uh, uh speculation what do you think about dorn and uh and or red viper
1: Ooh, i i am with you on dawn i really really like dawn um in the books they are a real political powerhouse so um in addition to Red Viper, which I'm sure everyone is is a fan of, um, I actually think his brother is going to do even better. Um, I also think Dawn... uh, My my suspicion is that Dawn is going to be the only other faction to have Counterplot as their... um, as their house card, so they don't have to have a commander for it. Um, I think they are very, very uh, behind-the-scenes kind of... uh, Sneaky faction, so I think uh, they'll probably be really interesting there. And I think the uh, Auburn Martell, is, uh, uh, is it Auburn? No, Doran. Doran Martell, the the prince, will be a real like five six point NCU. We don't know what he's gonna do, but he's gonna be amazing, I'm sure. And the other princes, which aren't in the show but are in the books and since they are based on the books, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah.
3: What about the prince yeah, who goes to uh, to Daenerys in the Free City? <laughs> I don't know if we'll see him. <laughs>
1: Spoiler alert for
3: Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. That guy doesn't I'll, have a good time though.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be very sad if they come out as a neutral faction and then you know oh, I you would just take that the NCU's. you hope you know, they that, that so would not ever-
3: No, I would hope they would not. That would actually upset yeah. me, even though I am a neutral player.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I,
3: I, so I I, have I'm a, i I'm
1: a little bit. Go ahead, sir.
0: Oh, no, you can finish your thought. Mine's a little off topic, slightly.
1: No, um, what I was going to say was uh, I'm a little bit uh, anxious as to how they're going to do it because Martell and Aaron are two of the major houses. And. Uh, I don't know how they're going to fit in, especially like how you guys have already said, they they never really influenced the wars and their combat power was never really shown in the book. But that being said, the game devs have, at every turn that I thought would end the game, have uh, shown that there are new mechanics and things they can put in place. So I look forward to it. Yeah.
0: So uh, what I was going to mention is, Flight spoiler to anyone out there that has not watched The Mandalorian. Uh, watch it if you haven't. One of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, I will be very excited to do a conversion where my Red Viper is dressed up in all Mandalorian armor. I'm going to have at least one commander like that. No, Buy no it one. From Legion, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I'll, I'll find some way. I mean, it could always just be a a Boba Fett, yeah, that's like uh, just painted up like Mandalorian and uh, converted a little bit. So no, yeah, a couple on, different attachments. your
4: shapeways and get one of the 3D printer files and print a head off.
0: <laughs> yep. So. I was super excited when I found out that he that actor was playing as the Mandalorian. So, uh but yeah, uh let's uh move on to Justin. How about you uh any wish uh any wishes for a new unit, a new faction or just even oh, a change?
3: Oh, I got a lot of I got a lot of wishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't we'll give,
0: think give I'm going
3: to Okay, I don't think I'm going to go over any uh like changes cuz I feel like there's so many things after reading the books and all the like excess extra books and stuff that I would like to see. I Oddly enough, the thing I would like to see the most, even though I'm not a Starks player, uh, I would love to see a house Manderly, like Triton. I call them triton, triton guards because in the books, like the one time I talked about like their soldiers, uh, they're like guarding the throne room with the Manderly fellows uh, and they have tridents. And I think I would love to see a unit of Trident wielding dudes. I don't know how good they would be. <laughs> I don't know what they would do, but I would love to see some Trident wielding dudes just saying <laughs> maybe they'll would just be start neutral start for no reason to do that <laughs> i i might actually i mean i do really really like the <laughs> way that the um the Tully's look i really like the the scale mail and the kind of like um the fishy vibe you get from the way that their armor look um the armor looks so maybe i would like mix those two together cuz the mandorlies aren't naturally um uh, like northmen they were like chased out of maybe the Riverlands. i forgot exactly where but I I hope we get something like that. I think it would make sense. And then the second unit I would like to see the most would be—and I've talked about this before, I think, on the show—and I know I've talked about it with you, Dave—would be some kind of mounted House Clegane units, like House Clegane Raiders or something like that. Just a very um, combat-oriented, not shock cavalry. They can hold their own in in, uh, on the battle line. So just some kind of. Yeah, medium cav with uh, you know like average outriders riders
0: without the maneuverability. More yeah, outriders that are more
3: offensive based. So they would have like, something probably similar to actually just mounted mountainsmen.
0: I can imagine like just for one point more, just basically almost taking the mountainsmen uh, like part and giving them cab and, I don't know, changing, obviously you'd have to change your attack profile, because instead of 3-ranked, you have 2, but, you know, something along those lines, still, like, the same, you know, fairly similar, but I don't know, then again, for one point, I think it might make uh, Mountain Smint a little um, not Absolutely. as desirable. Oh, yeah. Maybe it would have to be, uh, like, I don't really see cav
3: that aren't shot Cavs having crit very often, because their role is not to charge into flanks and demolish stuff and get out before engaged combat happens or prolong combat happens. Instead, these guys are designed to go into the thick of the fighting and cut people down. Maybe you have some kind of rule so, where like if you're on the opposite half of the board from you, from where you started because they're Raiders that they get some kind of buffer. I don't know, something like that.
0: Maybe, uh, uh, that one uh, ability, uh, then again, maybe it might be too strong to give it as like a base ability, but uh, ride by attack where you just move right over the unit and do a charge attack as if you had charged them.
3: I think that um, would work. Um, maybe not, like you said, as an ability it's a little rough, but uh, maybe it's possible because I don't picture these guys having anything higher than a 5-inch movement, so that would limit I mean, five inches will still cut it, like, almost all the time, but it certainly is a lot less than a six-inch movement for Cav.
0: Yep. Maybe uh, instead of Criplo and Vicious, they just have, like, Vicious to still stay with the theme of, uh, you know, morale-modifying uh, stuff. Um, and then that would kind of offset the fact that, you know, for one point more. Because at eight points, then you're kind of, you're like, well, now you have Knight's Castle Rock. Then again, Knight's are always going to want that charge, whereas we're more so talking about uh, something that could stay in combat if it needed. But I would still like to see them more in the seven-point range. Um, But, yeah, I would definitely agree with you. Uh, The Trident uh, unit would be really awesome to see, especially because I'm a Stark player and, you know, we haven't had a new thing in a hot minute. But uh, I play Lannisters pretty uh they're pretty low on out of all the factions they're not the lowest but they're pretty low on uh how much i play them but i would definitely mountainsmen were always high up there on units i liked even before you know the morale changed the the morale system change and like it uh cav versions would just be awesome but uh, I want to go over to Ben. I know you. You're a huge Lannister player. How would you feel about those two units, uh, the Mountains Men one in particular?
1: Oh, I'm. I I've been waiting for a mounted unit with the House keyword and Keywood forever. So I'm. I'm totally on board. <laughs> um, I I think how um, you know when you're talking about looking into the future. I think. Uh, waiting to see what they do with all the factions that are already out is probably going to be uh, the biggest thing. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, after looking at Renly's current card draw and play style, it does kind of feel that Lannisters are really behind now. Um, Starks, not so much, but I do feel Lannisters do have struggled to fit in in the current meta.
0: I agree. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like as a faction as a whole, we talked about this on a different episode, Lannisters are, like, right in the middle as a faction as a whole, but once you start taking, like, all the strongest strongest lists of all the different factions, Lannisters have some really strong lists, especially, like, Faith and, like, a Mountains list, but they still kind of, I feel like they fall a bit short, um, on the list when you're factoring everyone's like top-notch, uh, you know, finely-tuned lists. Um, by no means, but I don't know. There's just something lacking that I feel like a lot of other factions are just kind of leaving them a little bit in the dust. But I definitely know what you mean.
4: No, I think they're right where they need to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in the ditch.
4: <laughs> That's right. Piled high. I claim bias, Chris. <laughs> so,
0: no, Chris,
4: uh, I love them.
0: Or uh, actually, uh, before I go to Chris, uh, Ben. So, what do you think though about the the trident, uh, like the Stark andor, and or maybe a neutral trident wheeling unit?
1: Uh, I mean, I think a trident's a terrible weapon personally. I can't. <laughs> I can't think. I don't of, disagree. You know. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're going to get them flails flail at the horse. same time, or,
3: like, <laughs> I don't what? That makes no I, sense.
1: But, I mean, you know, I mean, guys, fantasy
3: <laughs> game. They're going to be dragons, right? So I mean, we uh, got flayed men who are on horses with flails. That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> flails don't
1: make sense in general. And, and, and I realize a lot of the cavalry in this game like to wear cloaks, which is a terrible idea when you're cavalry, because people just pull the cloak. Greg, you off your horse. <laughs> We're talking about fantasy. Yeah. Bro. This is fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it'll be a cool unit. Um, yeah. So for Starks. And, and of course, you also have uh, Bear, Bear Island, right? They, haven't, they could expand on what, what comes from Bear Island. So
3: There's also Skagos, the, the men of Skagos. That would be cool. It'd be stages. cool to have
0: like a, a Mormont uh, themed, uh, a couple Mormont themed units, and have like affiliation Mormont. Be kind of cool eventually, you know, especially if uh, they expand. You know, like is, uh is little Mormont ever mentioned in the books? I think she is briefly. I know in the show they show a lot of her, but in the books, is she at least mentioned?
3: I don't remember because there's like three daughters of. Um... The main Mormont lady, um, Jor's sisters. So she has like 3 or $4, and that's who they talk about most of the time. So I don't know.
0: So it would be kind of cool to have her as like a field commander. I know some people would be like, oh, NCU commander. No, we'd she'd, she needs to be a field commander and then have like – I know like Bear Island doesn't have a lot of, you know, troops, but still like one or two affiliated uh, units and just have something like that would be really cool. I don't even know anything past that because this is all just kind of off the top of my head. But, um, but yeah, Chris, so about uh, the, the Lannister Cav, I'm going to take a wild guess and say, with your hatred of Lannisters, you would be more than happy to see these guys created because there would just be more things that you could kill.
4: Yes, I do like that. <laughs> but my small caveat is the one redeeming factor that the Lannisters have in my book are the Cleganes. So if they got these like Riverland Raiders or whatever like they had, that would be awesome. And that would give a nice spot to put Mounted Gregor when he actually comes out for real. And that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) And as far as those Trident folk go, that would be awesome too because who wouldn't like a bunch of Aquamans running around on the battlefield? See, that's what I'm
3: picturing. <laughs> Armored Aquaman. Just
0: just uh in the meantime when you proxy the unit, you just buy a bunch of Aquamans and then put them on your tray. <laughs> Give well, them like I a 20 a... 20 20 profile or something. I
4: <laughs> well, I have at least one Aquaman from one of the other games I have, so one down. 11 to go. I'm getting out of hand. <laughs>
0: What about you, Brett? Uh, what do you,
2: how do you feel about either of those units? Uh, I'm indifferent on the Trident guys, but, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely would, uh, definitely would love some, uh, houseco gang cavalry. Um, I haven't, I, I only know what I've been told, but I've been told that the mountain did raids with a uh, light cavalry. So it would be pretty sweet. Um, it would be a cool unit to kind of uh, complement the Knights of Castle Rock, similar to what the Outriders do. Obviously, I wouldn't – the Tully Cab are very similar to Knights of Castle Rock. It would be really cool if they designed the mountain to be something completely different from Outriders and uh, Flademan. So I'm not entirely sure what they could give them. But, uh, yeah, I think it would be great. I think it would be uh, – Fantastic addition, um, and it would, you know, make people happy so they wouldn't have to paint their Knights of Cassidy rock yellow to fit their Clegane list. They could have their proper Clegane cavalry. And uh, I think, yeah, like Ben mentioned, a a cavalry unit with the Clegane keywords, so they can benefit from orders to destroy, and the uh, five-up critical blow and the plus two on their overrun distance would be pretty sweet. <laughs>
0: yeah I mean even if they were light Cav, i don't think I'd complain too much. I would still i if I was given the choice, I'd rather them be like medium calves, but as long as they're not heavy Cav, um obviously I think that wouldn't that would make the least sense of the three options uh especially because they already have a heavy Cav, and you don't want them like competing for the same role essentially with a very small caveat of the you know charging bonus but uh I would definitely Prefer, I think, medium, just something that's very well-rounded that can stay in combat and, you know, just start wreaking havoc if you needed them to. And uh, give maybe, uh, you could have, like, mounted Tywin. You could start, like, you could introduce these guys with, like, a Lannister-mounted hero box or something and really just go nuts. Like, you could have, you know, Tywin be sort of like, I don't know if this would make sense, maybe uh, Justin, you could correct me if I'm off, but uh, maybe like Tywin, who could be more like Rob in the sense of very strategic hit and run. I don't know if that's Tywin's thing. Or no, like maybe he would. That... He's not so much like
3: outmaneuvering people on the battlefield, but he's more just a like, tactical genius. I know, Rob's thing was like guerrilla warfare, but Tywin's is winning through conventional means, I guess. And, like, okay. brutality? Wow. Like, brutal tactics? Like, charging the Who gates of camp landing? Wait, wait, yeah. was crossbows at a
1: wedding uh, conventional?
3: <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you need some boltons there to help you along when you don't have a good plan, because Tywin was losing before Ruth showed up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tywin
0: said You're time fine. and time again,
3: we are losing this war! <laughs>
0: I'm gonna blame Jamie and all that. It was, like, but <laughs> like, would you just get out of the way? <laughs> just stop screwing me up. <laughs> but uh, So would, who would you say, uh, if you know anyone off the top of your head, would be a good maneuverable uh, commander that they could create based on any of the Lannister, you know, with the last name Lannister or supporters that they could add like, to a, a mounted hero box?
3: I don't think that they would do that for Lannisters. I don't think that's a uh, Lannister tactics at all. Um, like I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who would focus around outmaneuvering his opponent as opposed to um, just countering his opponent's actions, I feel like would be more appropriate for Lannisters. And you can do that through cards. I mean, such as like counter charge and stuff like that, or separate charge and things like that. I think that would be more appropriate Um, I know it's kind of weird for mounted, but a counter-charge with a mounted unit would be incredibly powerful and make a lot of sense. So I think we'd probably see that with a Tywin mounted commander instead.
0: I was thinking more so, like, maybe not, like, their thing, but it could be, like, kind of how Davos is for Baratheon, how he just kind of is that, like, weird commander that does something that they don't really do. So I figured, like, like a... like a side or any character, I guess, but one that adds just a little bit of maneuverability through his cards and his ability. Uh, That way are going to run like a mounted list.
3: I don't know anything about how like Kevin Lannister uh, fights, but he's a major commander for the Lannisters and they don't describe his tactics, so I guess he could fill that role.
0: Yeah, I suppose like if there's a lack of... Um, telling you what they're how they fight, uh, they could always kind of like fill in the gaps. Because I mean, uh, it, I wouldn't blame you know Simon if that's that's the case. If like there's a lack of you know someone's way of fighting, and I wouldn't doubt if they, there's already commanders that are like that. That are like, well, they don't really talk about how they f- are as a commander. So this is what they do because uh, it makes sense, and I'd yeah. be fine with that because, I mean, you got to do something. You can't just be like, well, we don't know what he does, so he doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Give <laughs> you to be blank uh, yeah.
3: cards. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you were going to say something?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question here when you get to my wish lists, because it will have a direct effect on it. So keep this in mind well, when you get to me.
0: Uh, I was actually going to go to you next. Um, we're going to save that. Man, we're going to save you back. for last. Cause I know you're going to have some pretty awesome stuff. So we're going to go Chris, then Brett then Ben, uh, and then we'll kind of
2: <laughs>
0: round out the show and then we can, uh, you know, go from there. But uh, so Chris, what would you, one or two things that you would, uh, Either change, add, uh, anything. Something that you're speculating or wishing for.
2: So
4: my two kind of things that
0: I would like to see
4: is current characters at a different point in the timeline with various changes, either like with a different alliance or whatnot. And we're going to go into some serious spoiler territory here. So plug your ears if that's not what you want to hear, Brett. But, so like Tyrion, we know where he ends up later down the road. So I would like to see him with that group. And which to answer your question on the mounted stuff and like the fake out tactics, Jamie eventually does his thing near in the what, season seven? Which he learned his lesson from previously. So he would be a commander that could do that tactic that we were talking about.
0: I could see that. Um, I guess uh, it goes back to kind of what I was mentioning that because there's like nothing in the Lannisters currently that really does much to the maneuverability of the faction, adding one commander that's only going to add the the three tactics cards and his ability is going to give them a splice of something that they don't do while not really being able to, like, completely overhaul the faction. So I could definitely see any any commander, especially like you were saying, Chris, Jamie, uh, later later in life, Jamie, uh, right. being, you know, filling that role.
4: And then my second uh, wish, is Oh, go
0: ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and did you have another one?
4: Yeah, my other thing would be like take existing things we have now and kind of pull them out and make them their own thing. Like, for instance, we've talked about a lot in the past, like Boltons. Kind of make them their own thing. You can give them like their own deck. They don't even have to make new models for them. They just use what we have and kind of give them benefits for being themselves. Like the flayed men, they lost their crit and stuff. You know, give it back to them when they're just Bolton's, not while they're taken by other stuff cuz, you know, that skews other factions and part of the reasons why they lost it in the first place.
0: So you're talking like a like a a bonus for being a pure sub faction. So all Stormcrow yeah. or all Boltons, not necessarily all neutrals, so like you can have like half Boltons, half Stormcrow, but like right. if own you're own, 100%, like specifically
4: Bolton or specifically yeah, and, uh, Tully or specifically Umber, you know, like heck, give them their own tactics deck down the line, you know, to make them their own thing,
0: or even maybe not even a whole deck. Uh, I mean. I wouldn't be like opposed to a whole deck, but even if they wanted only to, because I'm sure tactics decks are one of those things that are like very hard to balance uh, compared to like a lot of the other things in in the game, and so maybe a whole tactics deck might be a little, you know, much to have to try to balance. But maybe even just swapping, like kind of how Davos swaps cards, like okay, if you're
1: take out this yeah,
0: card and if you add like, this
4: cards, that's think
0: exactly like oh your house umber all right take out swift advance i'm just throwing a card out there oh you're all house umber take out swift advance and uh something else i don't know and replace it with you know this which is more offensive and this which is more offensive and less maneuverable uh or tully where it's like okay take out devastating impact and swift advance and replace it with you know this card and this card which is more defensive uh yeah, and that's absolutely. just off the top of my head. You could do that with, like, a lot of stuff. You could do it with, you know, House Clegane, do it with Boltons. Uh, personally, I would just love something kind of simple uh, with, like, you know, in, in neutrals in particular, but, like, uh, Boltons or Stormcrows, just a simple, like, plus one morale across the faction, I think, would be the simplest and easiest way to not be, like, overpowered. Um, just because, you know obviously neutrals kind of lack uh, compared to other factions. They do have the Tactics deck, which I believe is uh, in my opinion, like the second, third, at least third, if not second best deck in the game. Um, And so they do have that going for them, but the fact that they have so many less options and will always have so many less options than any other faction, unless uh, they start creating neutral-only units, uh, I think puts them at a disadvantage, especially because crows are... Right now, the Stormcrows are just kind of okay, and then the Bloody Mummers as well are just kind of okay, but the Boltons are really strong, in my opinion, uh, so it kind of, like, overshadows those other two sub-factions. So I would definitely love to just see, like, a blanket, oh, you're all Bolton, or you're all Stormcrow, you know, uh plus one morale across your army for the entirety of, you know, the, the battle. And, or maybe even they could do something not as big. You could just say, like, okay, you have a long-range a long, a long range bubble of plus one morale uh, from your commander. If he's a field commander, uh, I don't know. I guess that would hurt Roos, but Bruce is pretty strong. Um, but, yeah, so just kind of, I guess, a, a hidden... Uh, wish list thrown in there, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. What do you think, uh, Ben about, uh, some of those things, uh, Chris mentioned?
1: Oh, one of those things is actually on my wish list as well.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: yeah, I, I think, uh, I think it'll be great to start seeing them in, um, their different phases of the book. Uh, I think Jamie did develop. Uh, He's one of the most developed characters from where he started to where he ended, Um, at least in Dance of Dragons, uh, because the game follows the book more than the show. Uh, But yeah, I think think a lot of those things would make great, great play, and it gives them a chance to revamp uh, uh, some of the older factions. I do agree, though, uh, with what he was saying, which was that um you know the Baltons have taken a hit because of how they they skewed other factions i mean um i don't think they follow their point system strictly strictly um for all the factions. Every faction has a little bit of a bonus here and there, whereas the Boltons seem to now be exactly matched at their point without any bonus, so giving them a bonus if they play only house Bolton makes sense. I can tell you I
3: won't be upset if that happens because <laughs> I say I'm a neutral player, but in reality, I'm mostly just a Bolton player. I don't actually, well, I love the sculpts and I love that they're adding new stuff. I don't, well, I guess I'll say the the newer neutral stuff just doesn't fit my play style because I've been so used to Bolton's and how aggressive they are. Um, so I would, I would love a bonus. I'm still going to play them with or without a bonus and I'll keep complaining, but I'll do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you don't even want uh, arches, Thomco arches, in your army for a bit of range. Oh, I have.
3: So them. You just use. I have them all, and I do like throw them in there. I, I throw in Mercs quite a lot just to hold objectives and stuff like that, add a little bit more defense. But they just uh, they don't fit with the two Bolton commanders, which I think are vastly superior to the other two commanders. So I like to stick to my Boltons.
0: <laughs> I think uh I think Bloody Mummers and uh uh Storm Crows will greatly I think we'll see quite a bit of big of a boost once we get a couple more neutral attachment options, especially the Stormcrows with their minus you know, their discount on attachments. Right now they just I mean the lieutenant is really nice in them for the discount, but uh I mean the flare doesn't really make sense and the um Dreadfort captain doesn't really make sense. And I feel like, so you're kind of pigeonholed currently in a neutral list into just running the lieutenant. Uh, And obviously you're going to run him or you're going to run maybe like, you know, some of the more expensive attachments. But then again, you know, then you're, (laughs) well, and I was going to say, yeah, if you're running the more expensive attachments, you're you're probably just going to want to run cutthroats. Rather than storm crows. I mean, granted, storm crows have a little more defense, but <clears throat> uh, you're, i don't know—I feel like cutthroats are an amazing five-point unit compared to you know uh, the storm crows, which are in a way a four-point unit. I mean, uh, it's hard to say that though, because you're obviously still paying five points but because you get that 1 point discount you're kind of forced to run the attachment which is fine i like that kind of mechanic but uh i just hitting on force can be pretty brutal i that i will and, say uh, i guess uh, i
3: take back what i said about the storm crows i love the lieutenants best thing that's ever come out for me i use them like like drugs it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm actually going to be buying a fourth box of Mercs just so I can have four lieutenants.
3: (laughs) That's what I like to hear. Maybe I need to.
0: (laughs) I mean, I really didn't want to because it's like I hate buying like box for just an attachment. And I know there's been rumors uh, and like things shown where they're going to release like an attachment box but i don't know i think i'd rather just buy the box keep the lieutenant and give away the rest of the box for free or something you know granted they're not going to have a lieutenant in that box but i'm sure no one's going to complain you know having a free box even if it doesn't have a lieutenant in it so but we'll see uh i have i haven't done that with a unit yet though like because um, there's other attachments I absolutely love. I have yet to actually buy a whole unit just for an attachment. I considered it with uh, the Chosen of Steyr, uh attachment, because that one is really good for Free Folk. But that one I would have to buy, like, three extra boxes just to get the amount that I wanted, uh, and I wasn't willing to do that. So, uh, But this one, since it literally is just one extra box, you know, I, I'm making the leap to do it, especially because one of my favorite barathing lists has four Stormcrow lieutenants in it, and I only own three currently. So, but, uh, yeah, what do you think, uh, Brett?
2: Uh, What I want to see?
0: Yeah, or no, uh, like about Um, uh, the neutrals, uh, the stuff Chris brought up.
2: Oh, no. I think the neutrals need a little bit of help. I don't I, I don't think that they're a terrible faction. Um, I think Carlos' stats and some of the tournament results prove that they're kind of – I think that they're an, an elevated faction in a way, but I can't recall ever hearing about or knowing about neutrals, you know, really winning tournaments. So, yeah, I think they could definitely use a little bit of help. And I, I think we've mentioned before perhaps the uh, – getting the affiliation for having an all Bolton list or an all Stormcrow list or something to that effect would be pretty helpful.
0: Yeah, I agree. And Roos and Walder combo is, like, the bane of any, like, super elite armies. You you know, the amount of things you can shut off throughout the game can get pretty ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. So moving on. I was gonna say, I'm so uh, if you want to, the problem, the
2: problem with that. Sorry, I was saying I'm not a I, I'm not a jealous person, but the problem with the Roos, Wolder, and uh, kind of the Varus combo, <laughs> I'm not a super jealous person. But if I was playing neutrals, like I would be bent because that's a really good combination, and everybody can bring that to the table except for free folks. So, I would want something that was a little bit more exclusive to my faction outside of just the deck, if if that makes sense
0: yeah and that's definitely like my favorite Bolton list currently uh that i uh before all this happened, I was trying to play quite a bit of it was uh rusos Ferris Walder combo uh even yeah. when it was varus at five points, I was running that um and though it kind of hurt you know because five points are varus with his uh his other uh ability nerf was I don't know it definitely made him very I don't know barely usable but I still found use in that trio combo um, that made the five points still worth it. But now that he's back down to four points, I was able to, you know, get that extra point, and, you know, the list is just even better. But, uh, yeah, Brett, we'll, uh, we'll jump right into some of your, uh, you know, wish lists and speculations.
2: Well, I was always of the opinion, as soon as they leaked what Walder's ability was, that he should have been neutral only, like as in neutral deck only. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the fluff, obviously, as we've discussed, but what I do know about him is that he would be something that would really truly define the the true nature of a neutral in that he switches sides constantly based on what favors him. And in my opinion, that's pretty much as neutral as you get. Um, you have no loyalties to anybody, and you you just switch based on the favor. As powerful as Walder when he was released, I felt like he should have been maybe something that was usable only in the neutral deck. But now he's been released, and we see that you know he's not auto include like I thought he would be. So we can move past that. But I, I think some some kind of mechanic like that would be nice for the neutrals, where some release somewhere down the road is whether they they make the rule something like compatible only with the use of the neutral deck, which eliminates it to the neutral army only. But with that said, um, I think a unit I really want to love is Zorse Riders. I think they're good. I've seen them work really well. My biggest issue with them is the hugely diminishing attack profile. And again, I'm not a jealous person, but if I was if I was a neutral player looking at outriders and screamers and then looking at my Zorse riders, I'd be a little bit upset that dropping the three attacks at the last rank is pretty much what kills it for me. Uh, a unit that's not innately defensive, you've got Melisandre running around who can remotely very easily knock a whole rank off of that unit. And now I have three attacks pretty terrible um i'm not saying the design is bad i think they're really cool their abilities are super cool if they were but can can i get seven five (laughs) i'm not going to ask for eight six that's outrider territory but can, can a guy get a seven five even settle for a seven four a seven three is terrible um and then the uh the skirmishers as well um I don't see them being used very well. Again, it's a super cool unit. I really like them. They have, they're have they some of the best models that they've released. They're just awesome, and it really opens up that creativity, which for me, as a person who loves to paint, I want to love these guys, but they're just so underwhelming. And then, again, try not to be jealous, but skirmishers are a little fast, dudes. Why do these big-ass heavy cav champions of the stag have the same parry ability, and it doesn't even really make sense. And I'm not ripping the developers apart because I know it's an ability, and there's there's a fine line between what makes sense from a fluff perspective and what works as a game mechanic, but I think that the skirmishers need something a little bit more than just the parry ability and then the, uh, the weakened ability and then they would be great, because for me, at five points, uh, I'm going to take cutthroats every single day for one point less and basically the same defensive profile, and I think my cutthroats are going to push more damage out with their attack than what the skirmishers are going to do, even with the weakened token and the parry ability. So I don't like to rely on sixes or ones. I like to rely on average dice rolls and... You know what I mean? So, for me, that carryability doesn't make up for what they lack in offensive output. So, I guess, honestly, from where I'm sitting, I like every single unit across the board in this entire game, except for the Mummers. (laughs) They just need a little tiny bit of tweaking. And I think Vargo, as a commander, he's not bad. I saw Ben beat the shit out of cameron with vargo so i know he's not a bad <laughs> commander he used vargo uh, you know combined with mountains men it was awesome by the way ben i'm totally giving you props on that uh, <laughs> but i don't think he's a bad commander i think he suffers because his units that have his keyword are a little bit underwhelming at the moment so i think in one fell swoop you can elevate neutrals giving them some units that are different and have some utility and you can bring some of the Vargo hate and, and make him better just by making those mummers better. So, so for me, my wish list just tiny little tweaks, make the mummers a little bit better. And I pretty much like everything else. So I I think the game as a whole is in a really good spot right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I skipped the elephant in the room. I think it's, uh, it's hard to overlook the fact that basically every single person, when they're asked who's the strongest house, it's Starks. Uh, ben is a very competitive player and an, an amazing tournament player. And even he will say, well, if I bring Starks to a tournament and I win, that's not that's not as impressive as winning with somebody else because Starks are generally viewed all across the board as the most powerful faction. And we get Brandon Hodor back to three points and Rick and Osha back to two points. Uh, <laughs> the problem is why feel so overpowered right now? And I was thinking about it. I was having a conversation with Chase, and it's like, why do they feel so much more powerful now? And that's the, that's the answer. So Rick and OSHA went down to one point. Brandon Hodor went down to two points. Everybody was running wolves, even when they were worth a victory point. It didn't slow people down from using them but now you've dropped them a point, so now your Sworn Swords have become Berserkers, or your Outriders have become Tully Cast, or you've taken one unit of Sworn Swords and made them Bowmen, and you've taken one unit of Sworn Swords and made them Sworn Shield. So basically you've upgraded your army with the exact same number of activations, or you've made Arya into Varys. You've done something to your list with two basically free points And in this game, two points is huge. So Starks are getting a lot of hate right now. So my wish list, fix the Mummers, make them a little bit better, put the Wolves back to where they should be at three points, two points. Rob is right where he should be at three points. And I think a lot of that Stark hate disappears because the the problem is that not only are they high activation, they are high activation with incredibly powerful units being put on the field because of those Wolves. So that's my piece. Again, I'm not hating on Seamon. I'm not hating on anything. I think that dropping them a point, though, was a little bit too much.
0: So I'm going to jump in real quick and uh, elaborate on some of that or, you know, talk about what I agree on all of it uh, quickly with the Wolves. So I agree. I just wish the point increase just came out to on the wolf. So keep Podor at two, keep Rick on at one make Rob two and make all the Wolves one point to bring so that you're not pigeonholed into bringing them. I mean, because technically you can still not bring them. You could pay two points for Hodor and not bring Summer in your list uh, and avoid the extra victory point if you're scared about the victory point. Granted, you lose out on that easy, cheap activation, but I would much rather see Rickon and Hodor stay their points rob put it two points and make all the wolves an extra point that way if you want to run that triple wolf list you are paying you know the points that you were paying like you were mentioning brett but that way you still have the options for the attachments and you can then make a conscious choice on whether or not you want to pay those points for those activations um but you still can't take the wolves without the attachment, so I want to be clear on that part. So you can't just be like, I'm not going to run Hodor or any of them, and I'm just going to pay three points for three uh, activations. You'd still have to pay the big cost. Um, and then for the Mummers, I agree. I think a, a nice change to uh, the Skirmishers would be maybe change their parry to, uh, I don't know, like for every one instead of an auto wound, so, change them to five points. Uh, some at, have speculated that changing them to that would be too good because the auto wounds is very powerful. I think change them to five points and turn the, for every one you roll, into one unsavable uh, 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 hit. So that way you can still block it with like a card and it's not auto wounds on like giants and stuff like that. So I mean it sounds like it's relatively the same thing, but it actually is much weaker in in a way. But that would be because you're dropping a whole point. I think that would be a nice uh a nice way to kinda even things out without dropping them to five and then just leaving them as is, but still doing, you know, doing what they're meant to kinda do. Uh and then the Zorus riders, I agree, just a little bump, you know, the seven five or even, you know, I'd say start at 7-4 because their ability, if you can pull it off, it can be really strong and really screw over some, you know, tough, like, tanky units with their uh, with their ability. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, no orders or tactics cards for that unit? That's correct. Is that while they're engaged or while they're engaged from the flank or rear?
2: Flank or rear. It has to be, the, has to be flank or rear.
0: Okay. I mean it's still still not that hard with uh you know, flank, but um, well so, yeah. so I have a how so on that that's topic, how I feel I, about it. So you can just uh-oh. you can go on.
3: On that topic with the flank rear as a neutral player and with a seven point cavalry, it's almost impossible, at least in a good engagement, to actually like well not impossible. It's it's difficult. It's difficult at worst to double engage someone so when they activate they'll just turn to face you and then use tactics cards so really it only stops them from using tactics cards when you attack with seven dice <laughs> so it's not like I, I like the ability I think it's a wonderful ability and it's probably super useful against certain things however it's not as useful as it sounds when you consider they'll just turn to look at you and it's not like they even you're a really big threat they can swing once and you pop like a balloon down to three attacks because you lost six wounds, which is almost guaranteed from any attack. <laughs> I don't like them. Anyways, not the points.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about the the wolves? Either uh, what uh, uh, I was saying or what Brett was saying, or if you have maybe your own idea for it.
3: I think they at least need to... I I, I think I'm close with Brett on the raising the points to three and two respectively. It's i've seen wolves kill wardens by themselves like people oh they're worth a victory point so are those wardens you just killed and they're worth five points (laughs) like it's ridiculous how much damage a dog can do from one attack a dog can do six wounds not too difficultly just without anything that's just panic attack and two attacks uh that's like with the way panic is now that's that's huge like that is ridiculous that is zero if you put them in storm crows if, which I know isn't like the most effective, but if you did, it's a zero point wolf doing that. I don't like it. Never have. I hate wolves.
0: <laughs> what about you, Chris?
4: Well, as long as the wolves are killing Lannisters, I'm fine with it. If they're killing free folk.
3: Yeah,
4: knock them down a few points. But no, seriously. Knock them down down or put them up? Yeah, make them the higher points. Oh, okay. And this is coming from a guy who played Starks at one point, too. But they're just a little too silly at this point. I think they need to be knocked down a pig.
0: Mm -hmm. I think uh, with the release of... uh... Axel uh, MCU, I think you're... I mean, granted, you would still have to face Baratheons, and you would have to face, in particular, a sub-faction or, uh, Stannis Baratheon to encounter this, but I still th- feel like Axel, the fear of Axel, will curb the running wolves in both Stark lists. I think it's, it'll be definitely very smart to run one list with at most one wolf, uh, just in case you run into these, you know, wolf sniping, you know, NCUs, whether it be Axel or uh, um, Walder or just anything that like does an auto wound to your auto wound or wounds to your wolves that can just get, snipe easy victory points. Because I've, you know, I've played a handful of games where even though Walder only does one wound, and I'm kind of wasting his ability to shut off other abilities on, like, bigger units. There's times, there's uh, one game where I killed two wolves over the course of four turns, and it was more than worth it. Two victory points for my, you know, my Walder's ability. You know, in a game where you only need ten, I mean, I'll do that every time. But, uh, yeah, so I think uh, wolves... Still will be taken, especially like Triple Wolf. You'll see a lot in at least one of the lists. But I think uh, some of the stuff released has definitely curbed them a little bit. But yeah, I still think that you know they're a little too cheap. What about you, Ben?
1: Don't get me started on the wolves.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I, I'm in agreement. I think it's also important to note every faction has a when a friendly unit is destroyed. And the Stark one, of course, is really powerful. So even if you do hunt them down for their VP, and uh, a good Stark player can even time it so that he waves that carrot in front of you, um, and you run into him, and then his Zerkers, with Great John or whoever, gets a second activation, and it's his turn now. Oh, good. good grief. My god. Um... So, the number of activations they can get is really insane. And I think, if I'm not wrong, uh, Starks are still the only ones with two three point NCUs. They have Sansa
3: uh, and Arya. Uh,
0: Breathians do now because of Elden and uh, Florent, or uh, Axel.
3: They, they can't Shira be taken and... on the
0: same list, though. Yeah. Oh, so, no, but Shira, Shira right. plus right. Axel or Shira plus Elden. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: three, yeah. So they're, they're, wow. so, so the, the discount that they get on the Wolves um, and these two three-point NCUs make it really, really powerful. Um, and when you're talking at top-level gameplay, and I'm not saying that, you know, uh, thankfully this game is good enough and balanced enough that it's not like you bring a list, you're going to win, right? Um, but when you're talking about top-level gameplay with uh, the top table, uh, if I have 11 activations and I out-activate you by maybe two to three, it's going to be really hard for you to come back because I can I can make you telegraph all your moves and your strategy uh, before the ter- before I move my critical units and that can be really really big, which is why I said that. But I mean, granted, not everyone's at that level, so you know the game the game still is really really balanced.
0: Yeah, and. I mean, so what you are saying about, you know, uh, kind of like throwing the wolves out there is like a, a temptation. I can't tell you how many times with my main list, uh, I'll rush my uh, uh, great axes up the field. This was before they changed, um, but I still kind of do it. Uh, even now, it just works a lot more, uh, better before. Um, I'd rush my great axes all the way up the field first turn, knowing that my opponent would have first activation on the second turn and they would charge my great axes and I would place that for charge, attack them. They'd attack me with something kind of wimpy now. Then I would take the free attack, attack them. Then I would still have an activation to charge something. And then I would throw my wolf as a temptation. And even before and after they were worth victory point, they'd kill it. North remembers, remove that, um, Activation and heal the unit. Now that I have the swords, and then now swing at that unit I just charged, and like in one turn I could kill two units with great axes. It was it was nuts. So there's definitely a lot of like crazy combo with it, uh, which is why yeah I mean I feel like inevitably they're probably going to go back up in points or something. I don't know. I I have a feeling something's going to change, but only time will tell. Uh, but kind of concluding that, uh, we'll jump back over to you, Ben. Uh, if you want to go over some of your uh, some of the things that you hope to see uh,
1: before before we jump over there, uh, just one more thing on that is that with the uh, the wolves, what I do in uh, some games I realize you can do is you can actually put stakes down and then kill your own dog to trigger North remembers, and if I out activate you by two or three. You would have finished all your activations before I do that. So you know you are done with yours (laughs) on activation seven. I finish eight. I just march my berserkers right up to you. So I'm in auto-in charge range, or I charge whichever, and then I can just North remembers, and I can Sansa that North remembers and kill another dog to give me three full attacks on you before you've done anything. And if it's my turn activation, if it's my initiative on the next round. Half your flank is gone, if not your entire army. So it it it's really vicious. They they do need to get a point. But on that, I'm just wondering if we implement uh I think it was Brett's idea for making the wolves plus one point. If we implement that, just just as a question, uh, is Stormcrow mercenaries going to still make Recon uh just one point because Recon and Osha will be a two point attachment, and then the wolf will be another one point. So you reduce both by one, right?
0: Uh, well, the wolf is not the attachment, though, and it's already zero points. I don't think that would, I don't think it would affect uh, the wolf at all. And Osha is also zero. And I believe they clarified. I don't think it's in the FAQ yet, but I think they clarified somewhere that uh, you can't reduce past zero, uh, so okay. you can't have a negative number. Because I think, uh, yeah, the question came up because of. Uh, um, is it Brienne, uh, because uh, Brienne is free for Runley. So you could run Stormcrows and throw Brienne in there and for zero points, and they're like, well, would that make my Stormcrows four points? And I think they clarified that uh, you can't go past zero. Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, so back to uh, my wish list. Um, I think they're going to need to do different versions of the current characters to kind of update the older factions. Um, but I think that was already covered by Chris. Um, what I would like to see, however, is I am realizing that with the breakneck speed they're releasing things, uh, they look to be... Uh, I don't know if they're oversights. I really don't. Um, but let's look at uh, Melisandra for instance. I, I see her being a real great source of hate. And... Um, if you look at her activation window, uh, it, you, can't, you can't dodge it. There's no way to dodge it. Um, and these kind of exceptions, these small exceptions, I think before this, the only one who could do this was uh, Tyrion, the base Tyrion, NCU. Uh, who could when I activate, I can then take two cards from your hand and I, I discard one. I mean it wasn't that powerful, so nobody really cared. But with Meli, uh, she can wipe out half a, half a unit, and that's a big deal. So I think uh, they should at least change that uh, to be when she claims or something like that, so that you know at least the Lannisters who are already getting a power regression, they can see, oh, you know, my intrigue and subterfuge can block the strongest NCU. Um but they can't because it's when you it's both uh, triggered when activation. So uh activating uh, owning player goes first. Uh intrigue and future can't stop melee. So things like that, small little bits like that, uh I think could could change uh with the game mechanic. And then also uh I think it's been mentioned before, but I think um they should try and come up with a list of uh triggers and be very clear which triggers are on the same trigger. Uh, we had a situation in the Singapore Nationals last year where somebody used uh, the same trigger, and he got DQ'd for it. Um, now, arguably, that, that guy uh, has a reputation, uh, and and he did it on day one and day two, and so on day two, he got DQ'd for it, so that, that may be a separate issue. But I, I do wow. think there is some... Uh, some gray areas.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to see like just timeline style like page where it literally just goes through every uh, every uh, trigger and then just aligns up each card on that timeline so that you know exactly. where they're triggering. And it could even be like a visual one like just you know it doesn't have to be like some big block of text it could literally just be a line where you know at this part it says start a turn uh or start around yada yada and they could even like have any time be like off in the distance or off in like the nowhere just kind of saying hey this is any time literally um and then you'd be able to clear just look at this and then every time uh a hero box comes out or a faction or whatever you just you update it. You know, I'm sure something like that could be pretty easy. You just then have to throw those cards where they fall on the timeline, and then anytime anyone has a question on whether or not when something's supposed to be played, they look at this chart and they go, oh, it's right there. Oh, yours is right there too. Okay, we go to the simultaneous uh, simo uh, uh, action. So, okay, who has priority? Okay, you do. And then you just kind of go from there. I think that would be the easiest way. Uh I'm sure just about anyone could kind of make their own. I've been wanting to, but I've been definitely too lazy to do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would definitely be nice if like CMON did it because it'd be a lot more official. And you never know if someone did it on their own time, if maybe they had one or two of the cards wrong, like in the wrong spot. Yeah.
1: If, no, if one of us does it, you're just going to get a whole bunch of haters on the internet telling you you're wrong for this and you're wrong for that. It needs to be official. It really does.
0: I agree that would definitely help a ton with a lot of like the confusion with like timings and when things happen. And you could just start with uh with tactic cards because I know like once you start throwing like orders and bit abil- like abilities with triggers uh then it gets a little more tricky cuz there's a lot more out there, like a lot that would add a lot more to like the list. But just start with like tactus cards and go from there. And I think even with just the tactics cards on that list, you should be able to kind of fill in where abilities fall on that list. What do you think, Brett?
2: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: pass on this one.
2: <laughs> I've had a little bit too much rum.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Brett. <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin, how are you?
3: Uh, in regards to the trigger timing.
0: Yeah. And just, uh, say anything, uh, Ben brought up.
3: Uh, I mean, he definitely has a really strong point. I feel like the, I've seen throughout all the like social media and stuff like that. Um, the arguments almost always, and in tournaments, almost always come down to uh, timing of stuff. Maybe not necessarily triggers, but uh, I know for a while things were really like flip floppy on uh, what triggers count as the same trigger window, that whole madness. And then uh, what does it mean before attack dice, after attack dice? I think they really need to come out with a, an official document that really gives good examples. Uh, to to hash those things out because, I mean, for the most part, like in our group for instance, Dave, we can kind of, you know, we, we hash things out without any like, no one cares, you know, like we'll come to an agreement, we'll go with that uh, but I know there are plenty of people out there and nothing wrong with it if that's the way you play, then by all means, play that way because it's correct, but uh, people are sticklers to the rules because they want everyone to play by the same rules and that's totally fine uh, but because of the nature of these games, they need to definitely clarify that, and I think we're starting to see different, like, wording on a lot of triggers, too, but they're still kind of the same triggers, and I think that's starting to confuse people as well.
0: Yeah, and kind of like in our group, uh, you know, if it really comes down to we are not sure, we post it on the group, and then we, like, roll a die, you know, it's like, for right now, all right, we roll a die. Whoever wins that roll, that's the way we play temporarily, and we just move on. But yeah, it definitely needs to be clarified. I think would clear up a lot of uh, questions um, that get posted on the on the sites. But
3: uh, yeah, I think that was a uh, a really good point that you had. That uh, like in the past, like I know me and you have disagreed completely on something, and both of us were really sure that we were correct. But at no point did we, you know, we didn't get mad or anything like that. They're like, we both were like, well, I'm I'm almost certain it's like this, so let's just roll uh, we'll, a we'll die and we'll go with whoever wins. I actually enjoy those because yep. no and, one gets mad and it's fair. Well,
0: and that's what I do like in, in tournaments too. It's like, you know, if someone asks, I think we brought this up on the last show, but, or, you know, if someone's like, hey, I forgot to do this, do that, and it's like, it's really too far behind. I was just like, hey, you mind if we just roll? I'll give it to you if you get a four, five, or six. And almost, I don't think anyone's ever told me no. They're like, okay, I guess that's fair, and roll. Half the time, you know, it doesn't go off. The other half, they get the ability. So definitely a side note, you know, people out there, don't be afraid to just kind of dice it off if you're unsure. Um, but, yeah, uh, Chris, i uh, have you wrap up this uh, last part, and then we'll uh, go to our closing.
4: Sorry, i got to keep hitting my unmute button.
2: You're forgetting. <laughs> right.
4: um, as far as the official document for timing, I think any time you can have something official that you can go back on, is, there's no real downside to that because it's official and you can't really dispute that. Um, so I agree with that. And I do agree with his other point of having different characters, because whoever said that earlier, that was a great
3: idea. Oh, different characters in the different timelines? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a wonderful idea. It gives them so much, um, I don't know, just more room to grow the game, because you don't have to like try to figure out new characters and how they play. Instead, you can do young Arya evil Aria, assassin Aria, whatever. The I can not wait for assassin Aria. That's awesome. <laughs> She's actually my favorite character. So that could make me play Starks. If she <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. I hate Starks. I'm not saying I'm gonna, but it's possible. Oh no, you will. Maybe she'll be, neutral. she'll be new. Uh, <laughs>
4: yeah, that's true. The faceless one.
0: <laughs> All right. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up there. Uh, and you know i think uh, we got some pretty good uh speculations and wishlisting uh off there i would i would love to see basically all of it implemented it would be awesome again that's that's kind of why it's a wish list and uh as we keep saying all the time this game's amazing they're doing nearly perfect job and there's very very little to complain about if anything and it's just nitpicky stuff, really. Uh, so anyone, on listening, I know, sorry if it sounds nitpicky. It, it's just because, you know, your game's so perfect, we have to find something to knock it down a couple pegs, right?
2: We do it <laughs> but, because
0: uh, we care. <laughs> yep, we do it because we care. Um, so we're going to wrap up there. Uh, we're going to go to, you know, shout-outs and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to let Ben kind of take it away with a couple of his shout-outs
1: uh, Yeah, I know you guys uh, Any of you who've been following the Blitz Minis channel Know that we haven't been doing uh Weekly um, Bad reps Because we've been in lockdown And I've run out of content basically But um if you guys had a chance, take a look at uh, the latest video I released. It's um, what, what I'm doing now in lockdown is I'm basically going on the internet, finding stuff that I think you could use to swag up your game and maybe get it ready for when these lockdowns do end. Um, and the latest thing I found was these really, really neat card sleeves, um, which I think think dave has bought a couple um and they're art sleeves um i don't think they officially say they're for a song of ice and fire for copyright issues obviously but um you know they look great uh the art on them is really nice they've got the four factions uh which are already out um which are the lannisters starks free folk and night's watch and I understand from the artist who's in Indonesia that uh, they will be doing more. So they'll probably be doing um, Greyjoys, Targaryens, and Baratheons. So do check them out. Um, and neutrals? Hopefully they'll be. I don't <laughs> think they're gonna do neutrals, but oh, no. because he said, uh, he, he said it couldn't it couldn't justify. It required too many too many pieces. <laughs> Just do the bag thing that simon does. Come on. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, then simon then comes after you. So anyone listening, if you really want to get some neutral sleeves out there, since it's kind of on the fence whether or not they'll be made, definitely, uh, you know, post uh, on the main page or just wherever uh, and just let us know if neutral sleeves interest you, because I'm sure if there's enough interest, it'll definitely be doable. But uh, until then, you know, it's it it might not be feasible. Uh from a uh, financial standpoint. So definitely, if you want neutrals the way me and uh, and um, Justin want them, definitely, uh, you know, mention on there, and maybe if we can get, like, a list of enough people, uh, we can maybe uh, get that made. But uh, until then, you know, unfortunately, it looks like neutrals might not have enough popularity just yet, but you never know. Uh, I do uh, have... Uh, I got my sleeves in, I want to say, last Friday, and I sleeved up uh, a couple of my decks. And so this definitely helps me a ton. So with the the Legion uh, cards, uh, the card sleeves uh, with the house uh, sigils on them, uh, they're just a little too long. Uh, they're they're made just a little longer than the standard sleeve, just by, I don't know, a couple millimeters. But it's just enough that if you use sleeve, sleeve covers the way I do to protect the sleeve, because I don't know if you've noticed, if you're shuffling those uh, card, the, the sleeves with the images on them, they can fray quite a bit and ruin the image. Uh, so I use sleeve covers, so they're basically just a bigger sleeve that's clear. So it still shows the image and everything. It just protects the sleeve uh, the standard sleeve, but the legion ones are actually a little too long, so they pop out the bottom. Uh, these ones not only are they better art uh, by a long shot in my opinion, they shuffle even I even shuffle them without the inner or the sleeve covers and for uh, image sleeves, they shuffle really well because uh, a lot of like image sleeves will catch when you're doing like a side shuffle. Uh, but then when I sleeve them up in the sleeve covers, they don't stick out at all. They're truly a standard size sleeve, and that is amazing in my opinion because I can't tell you how frustrating it was to have, e- even if it was only sticking out by, like, a millimeter, it still was sticking out. Uh, granted, I was make sure that my decks were, you know, uh, sleeved properly, that them sticking out would all stick out the same. Uh, so they wouldn't, like, create, like, a marked card or anything. But still, it's it was, I guess, a pet peeve of mine. So I would definitely check out these cards. I would contact Ben through his, uh, his site and definitely uh, order some if you're in the market for some sleeves. And even if uh, you have the sleeves already, I mean, I had, I don't know, four of each house uh, sleeve from Legion. Uh, or four packs, so like 200 sleeves of each house and even though houses aren't out yet just in anticipation when they do come out i'd be able to sleeve them right away but now that these sleeves they just look so much better i'm swapping out all my sleeves which by the way we'll probably be doing some giveaways or giveaways for sleeves and not only the uh the newer better ones but also all my extra ones you know if if you're not really into the other ones, y'all still have uh, my old sleeves that are just going to collect dust if I don't give them away. So definitely uh, stay tuned for that. I might do, I might just trickle them in as giveaways or I might just do like a mass giveaway and give away, you know, uh, one or two packs to each person and give away like to, I don't know, like 12 different people. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um but, you know, I might even just keep some to bring to tournaments because you never know. There's always people that, uh, you know, don't really sleeve their cards that it would be nice to just kind of give them some sleeves, especially if they match the faction. Um, definitely check out uh, Ben's channel, his site. You know, again, I highly recommend the sleeves. Uh, I can't wait for the new houses to come out, the Baratheans and Targaryens and whatnot so i'll definitely be picking those up when those are out uh last kind of shout out uh you know support your local stores i know we've done the shout out like the last two or three episodes i just want to keep reiterating some places uh like my state illinois um it looks like the stay home shelter is going to last uh, quite a bit longer uh potentially so definitely if your state is not really opening up or allowing for a lot of uh or you know, allowing for like restricted openings, call your local shop, you know, support them any way you can email them and see if they'll do shipping or curbside pickup. Cause I'm sure any sort of sale will help them greatly. Uh, it will, you know, help at least make a dent in their bills. Uh, you know, they have, you have to realize that they probably have all this stock that they ordered and, might not be able to get rid of uh, because a lot of this happened all kind of suddenly. So they might be sitting on an order where they spent thousands of dollars to get the product in, and now they're sitting on that and they can't get rid of it. So definitely call, email, do whatever you can. Uh, I'll let uh, Brett take it away for uh, uh, family time games in Indiana. Uh, So if you don't have a local shop, definitely consider them. Oh, no, Brett. Oh, no, he did. All right, so I will finish this one up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Brett's down. Someone play him, quick. (laughs) Someone save him. Um, All right, so if you don't have a shop to kind of go to a local shop, because I know not everyone is fortunate. Uh, I mean, I am very lucky. I have, uh, I mean, between game shops, I think I have like 20 of them within just an hour of driving and within like thirty minutes I still have like five. So uh you know, some people aren't as fortunate and they don't have like an immediate game shop and or maybe they don't they're not on good terms. Uh you know but if you don't have one for whatever reason, definitely consider Family Time Games in Indiana run by Shane. He's a huge uh supporter of the game. Uh always out there, always giving his uh you know uh feedback and he runs tons of tournaments and gets you know, he's very generous with his prize support and he's very, you know, a very friendly and awesome guy. So definitely consider his shop. Uh I not sure if they still are, but uh last I heard his wife is making uh masks, like cloth masks, uh I think by the C D C guidelines. So um definitely uh keep that in mind. Oh hey it looks like we got Brett back. Man it scared me. Yeah, I was gone for a minute, but I'm back. (laughs) So uh, I was just kind of giving a shout-out to Shane's shop. Uh, I don't know if you want to kind of close us on that.
2: No, I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I think you just mentioned that uh, Shane's wife, Sandra, is making those masks. Very much appreciated. Shane does a lot for the community in Indy. And uh, we have posted his link on the small council radio page so if you have the opportunity and you have the ability to support his store he would certainly appreciate it we would certainly appreciate it but at the same time i personally want to really thank our guest ben coming on ben is a very modest guy ben is an excellent song of ice and fire player and um, he would appreciate your support watching his youtube channel ben is obviously very interested in helping the community grow So if you ask any questions on his YouTube channel, he will be more than happy to assist you in any tactical questions that you have. Um, Ben is very curious or very interested in helping the community grow and helping everyone become a better player. Uh, We are a friend of Ben and I can't say enough about him. He is one of the first YouTubers. So we appreciate everything that you do for the community, Ben.
1: (laughs) And okay, thank
2: you very much
0: for coming on. Guys. Thank you so much. Thanks guys. Yeah, no problem. Uh, definitely would love to have you on sometime in the future. Uh, we're always open to have more guests. You know, it's always nice to have, especially cause, you know, you know, we live on like opposite sides of the planet. It's always nice to have kind of perspective of like a different type of like community, like a different like meta. Uh, so definitely, uh, keep in touch with us and we'll try to get you on again so thank you all for you know tuning in thank you to all my hosts and you know our guests for coming on please remember to like and share the our show out that is definitely the best way you can uh help support us and you know increase the our viewer base because right now you know we have about think like 600 followers uh, that follow our channel and, you know, close to that many likes, but there's like 7,000 or so people on the main page. There's definitely a lot of people out there that I think have either not even listened yet or don't even know we exist. So definitely share it out, you know, word of mouth. If you like what we do here uh, and you want to see us grow, just, you know, word of mouth, share it out, you know, mention to your local groups, uh, add us to your, you know, if you have like a Facebook group for like your state or your community, add us to it. We'll definitely uh shoot the uh links to those pages. I try to do my best to hit every page that I'm a part of, uh every Facebook page. That way everyone's up to date. We do it every Tuesday, eight PM uh Central Standard Time. So uh I'm not sure what time that is for you guys. I do know if you're on the east coast of the US that is one hour early earlier, so nine PM. If you're on the west coast, like all the way like California, you're looking at uh six o'clock, uh six PM on Tuesdays and then like I think it's what mountain time in between that, so seven o'clock PM. Uh and then if you're outside the US I couldn't really help you there. I do know if you're Ben's time it is what, nine AM in the morning?
1: Uh ten thirty now.
0: When the show Okay, yeah, so nine when we start. Um So definitely keep us in mind, you know, like I said, share us out, like the page. Uh, We're really close to giving away a free starter half, a Lannister or Stark of your choice. Once we hit 500 likes, Uh, we've been kind of hovering, gaining just a couple likes here or there. Um, So definitely try to share it out for us. It's the best thing you can do for us at the moment. Um, But also join our Discord. That is where you can uh, give us show suggestions. We're always up. For you know, anything you guys want to hear about. And it doesn't even have to be, like, voted on a lot. You know, we do a show every single week, so we have, you know, we run through topics pretty quickly. Uh, So even if you're the only one on there and you're like, hey, do this show, we'll definitely put it on the list, and uh, we usually get to all of the different uh, suggestions. So if you want to hear, you know, if you want content of a certain type, just join our Discord and uh, you know, put it on the the suggestion tab um so that kind of concludes our show uh, again thank you all for tuning in this is the small council and it is dismissed